Hey friend, this is Sincha with SimplesSincha.com. It is the most wonderful time of the year, right? But it can also be a little tiring. Today we're speaking about Christmas and I'm going to share three ways that you can actually enjoy the season and still get everything that you need to get done. Let's go. Hey, thank you for listening to the show today. Um, we are nine days from this recording away from Christmas and every store has extended hours. I know one of our local stores that usually opens around nine is open at seven. And I'm just like, wow, they're serious about getting those end of the year dollars. So things are like actually convenient for you to spend your hard earned money and kind of make Christmas happen. There are a lot of different things like there are lights everywhere. Christmas is an amazing season. For those of us of the Christian faith, it is a time to uh, wait for this big day. It is a time that we do special readings. We get together as a family. And uh, my family and I are going through um, the book by Jeff and Abby Land, The Way of the Manger, um, a family advent devotional. And we are loving, like we are diving in the Christmas story. We also have a few other books that we read during this time of year. So it is an amazing season. I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but it's also a tiring season. Christmas is jam-packed and I am not complaining. Like all the things I'm doing are things that I actually been praying for. So um, how can you still enjoy the season with all the blessings that it brings, with all the challenges, the natural things that make us tired and still come out like in one piece? That's what I want to talk to you about. So here are three things that we can do for um, in order to accomplish that. Number one, don't wait for peace. Pursue it. Somehow, uh, the media or our own minds have convinced us that peace is going to fall in our laps. That's what I thought. I want to say like 14, 13 years ago, I just thought, well, maybe peace would just show up, you know, at my door. Like the post office lady shows up every day, you know, but it doesn't work like that. You have to pursue peace. The Bible says, seek peace and pursue it. You have to pursue it. We know as Christians that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So he has to be part of our season. He has to be part of everything we do and everything we are. So how do I personally pursue peace and how do I encourage you to do it? Just take some time for God. Take some time to read the Bible. Take some time to pray. And no matter how busy I am, I make sure that I do that so that I have the peace that surpasses all understanding. And his name is Jesus. So don't wait for peace. Pursue it. Number two, don't wait for rest. Schedule it. Um, if you guys have been a longtime reader of SimplesInture.com, you know that I believe in rest. And it all started around 14 years ago when I found out that I had high blood pressure. I was living a really stressful lifestyle and I just had to change. So I discovered that I have limits. I discovered that I can't do everything. And year after year, I would study about how to manage, you know, stress, how to include more peace and rest in my life. And I discovered that I have to schedule rest. How do I do that? Well, I make sure that I sleep enough at night. Um, that's a big chunk of my rest right there. Um, even when I work 
full time, which I'm going back to work. And this week I'm blogging about that at simplecintra.com. So don't miss that post. Um, I schedule some time to rest. It is possible to do it. Okay. So just look at your schedule, look at your limits and just realize um, men and women cannot survive sleeping three hours a night every night. Like at some point, something's going to go wrong. So schedule rest in your schedule. If you are staying at home and if you have multiple kids that are napping, hey, if you get some rest during the time when they're resting is okay. If you decide uh, I'm just going to make my night time, my main rest time, it is worth putting in some rest in your schedule. Okay, so number two, don't wait for rest, schedule it. Okay, and that's the time, that's the way (laughs) you're going to make it happen. And three, don't wait for perfection. It will not happen. This is another thing that I sometimes fool myself with is perfection. I have the perception that Christmas is going to be like a Hallmark movie, right? It's going to snow. It's going to, like, everybody's going to have some gloves on and a hot cocoa in their hands. And I don't know about you, but every time I uh, buy gloves for my kids, they lose them. Right. So there go the gloves and the hot cocoa. Um, My tolerance for heat when it comes to my drinks is like way higher than my kids as it should be. Right. Because I'm an adult. So (laughs) sometimes they put like ice cubes on their tea because they're like, this is too hot, mom. So like there goes that little scene right there. And oh, gosh, I have to tell you this. They found their Christmas gift. And this is the second time in 10 years that this happens. So there goes perfection out of the window. So how does a mom let kids uh, find their own Christmas gifts? Well, the first time this happened, um, it was maybe they were all like in preschool. And I think that they opened our Christmas closet and I was not expecting that. So we were like, okay, now we have to just kind of put some wires around this this doors and just lock it up. So the following year, we were super ready and it did not happen. Well, the next year, uh, or maybe two years after that, um, and I didn't include this um, in my previous statement that they found their gifts twice. So this is an extra one for you. Um, they woke up like at 3 a.m., I was asleep. I was exhausted from wrapping gifts, you know, the night before until 1130 midnight and taking that picture, which everybody posts on social, right? It's just like, here's my perfect Christmas. Well, they found it at 3 a.m. And somehow I heard a noise downstairs and I came down and they were opening gifts by themselves, like no adult supervision. I lost it. I was so mad. And of course, I scare my children. And there goes your uh, perception of me being that perfect mom. And of course, I kind of had to uh, laugh it off and be like, okay, these are children. They were extra excited about Christmas. And then we had to be like, hey, you guys, don't do this. That's not how we do things. So like we told them, we usually do a devotion as a family. And then we all enjoy opening gifts together. Okay, fast forward to this year. Um... I was in the kitchen washing dishes and I was happy and at peace that I had completed my Christmas shopping ahead of time, right? And I could rest. I could do other things. I could think about my Christmas menu, which is something that is coming up pretty soon. And I'm planning on cooking a turkey myself, something I haven't done in a few years. I usually buy it ready. 
So I'm washing the dishes and I told the kids, let's go swimming. We have a membership in a gym where there is an indoor pool, which is heated. Hallelujah, right? So I was just like, while the kids are watching TV downstairs, I'm just going to take care of these dishes. And after I do this, after I feed them their lunch, oh, I was also cooking lunch. We're going to go swimming. No big deal. So the kids are like, we need our goggles. So they proceed to look for their goggles. And one child in particular was who's very good at finding things went to my closet where we had hidden our wrapped gifts so she found the gifts but she didn't say anything until much later when we were all out for family dinner that's usually when I get a lot of confessions right and they're like well so and so found the gifts and then they were just like oh my god like they kind of felt a little bad about it and my husband and I just glanced at each other with a very tired look because that day I had ran 18 miles and he had a hard workout in the gym. And then we took the kids to swim, like after all of that, right? So we were exhausted and we were just sitting there like, just bring us our food. And then just, we're just going to drag ourselves to bed and just, you know, do it all over again tomorrow. So we didn't say anything. So um, why am I telling you that perfection is not going to happen? Oh, and here's what we came up with. So they um, didn't find their gifts on purpose, you know, so it wasn't really their fault. And again, you know, I was so tired. I didn't care. But we're going to play a little trick on them. We're going to hide those gifts again. And we're going to pretend like there are no gifts on Christmas morning. And we're just going to watch their little faces. And then we'll be like, ha ha, here are the gifts, you know. So anyway, um, stay tuned like I'll update you on that next year but perfection is not going to happen because in my mind like I am this mother who buys her gifts ahead of time and wraps them and hides them and the kids magically find them you know under the tree on the 25th perfection is not going to happen and I cannot begin to tell you like other areas of my life where I wished for perfection and it just didn't happen so what we learn to do is we make peace with the story that we're given, which is a good story. I mean, think about the kids at my age, like at 39, remembering, ooh, remember that time when we found our gifts? And, you know, so I just can't wait to hear them retell these stories. Um, so just to give you an update or just give a recap on what we're talking about is how can we make the best out of this Christmas season? Number one, don't wait for peace pursue it. Make sure that no matter how busy you are, you set aside some time to pursue the Prince of Peace, which is Jesus. Read your Bible. Like it's Christmas season, read those scriptures related to Christmas. Uh, read the Proverbs, read Psalms, just focus on mind on him. And remember the book, the Bible is a book about God, not really about us, right? So just dive in his story and receive his peace and pray and sing and just enjoy the season. Number two, don't wait for rest. Schedule it. Even during the season, it's possible to do it, guys. I know for today, I'm scheduling like some major time to rest because otherwise I'm just going to fall apart and I can't afford to do that, right? So just schedule some time for rest. And if you can't schedule some time to rest during the day, make sure that those night hours of rest are solid, okay, so that you can function um to the best of your ability the next day. 
And last but not least, don't wait for perfection because it won't happen. So remember, if St. Jude's kids found their Christmas gifts, hey, our Listen Be Christmas is not going to look like a Hallmark Hallmark movie at all. <laughs> so we're just going to make peace with what we have. And we're just going to laugh it off. And the memories are going to be pretty fabulous around here. So that was my encouragement for you. Um, next, I want to tell you about my mission trip that is coming up. I don't think I've spoke about this in the podcast, but I've been posting about it on Facebook mainly. And I'd love for you to follow me there. If you haven't, um, it's facebook.com slash is my page. You can like me there um, and you can get like just updates and inspiration um, in a lot of the writings that I have at simplesincher.com. I post there. But I have decided to say yes to the call of God to go on a mission trip next year. And the mission trip is to the Amazon area of Brazil, which is my native country. I am so excited about this opportunity. So I am calling this really an adventure with God because let's be honest, um, mission trips are um, exciting. They are a big responsibility. It takes a lot of time to prepare for them, but they're also a joy. And it is a joint venture between my friends and my family and I and God, obviously. So um, we are going to, what are we doing, right? We are partnering my churches with Amazon Outreach, which is a ministry that is very active and supports churches that are already doing work in the Amazon area of Brazil. So the Amazon, just if you're not really familiar with my country, is in the northwest uh, part of Brazil. I'm from Rio de Janeiro, which is southeast. I've been to the area, not to the Amazon. I've been to the state right under it, which is called Acre. It is a different world up there, and it is beautiful, and it is amazing. And I'm excited about um, going with my church. I'm going with a youth group which is going to also be amazing. Like I haven't done youth ministry in a long time. It is part of my background, but it would be nice just to dive in and um, just to serve with uh, youth. So Amazon Outreach is going to be uh, helping us with this trip. This is pretty cool. We are based on a boat. So this boat is going to travel to um certain villages where we are going to do ministry with women, with children, medical ministry. Um, And you know, if you minister to women, children, men, you're reaching families. There's going to be soccer outreach, which is very much part of the culture. Um, We're going to do a vacation Bible school. We are going to um, do, um, like I said, medical outreach. It's going to be pretty amazing. I know I'm going to be helping out with translation. And if you know me with whatever else they ask me to do, I'm going to be super happy and available to do. So what am I asking you? Number one, for your prayers. Number two, uh, for your financial donations. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you to donate to the trip. Um, The trip doesn't happen until March, but um, a lot of the money goes into just, uh, well, the tickets to go to Brazil, which we need to purchase before, and a few other fees that we have to pay. So if God touches your heart to partner with me to go on this God adventure 
to the Amazon. I feel like together we can make a difference for Jesus Christ. I'm eager to see those amazing people, which are really my fellow Brazilians, right? And just to be hands-on, you know, just feet on the ground and just minister to those precious women, children, families, really, in the Amazon and just share the love of Christ um, in my country is a dream, is a absolute dream. And um, I know that we can make a big, big difference there. So if God touches your heart to help me out, do pray for me, uh, pray for the team and make a donation. So I'll leave the link there. And of course, I thank you very much for that. Coming up at simplesinch.com and also here on the blog, we are going to speak about goals for 2020. So the new year is right around the corner. I know Christmas is a huge deal, but the new year is as well. If you've been a long time a reader, um, I always review my year and I focus a lot on goals. I believe that goals are a important part of life. They make me accountable. They help me to grow. They help me to accomplish things. And I believe also in taking small steps into reaching my goals. I'm just going to give you a little preview, which I might not give uh, on the blog until later. But for 2020, I'm simplifying my goals. My goals have been pretty complex for the past five years. I'm simplifying for 2020. So you're going to have to read the blog to find out why or come back next week when we speak about I'm just going to take a deep dive on goals for 2020. Um, goals help you to be the person that God called you to be, right? They kind of give you a guideline. So I can't wait to dive in in that subject with that. So join me next time. Well, I want to thank you for listen, listening to the podcast. I also want to remind you that you have what it takes to live the life that God's called you to live. Remember to pursue peace. Remember to schedule some rest. And also remember that there's no such thing as perfection, but there is such thing as your life. And your life as it is, the way that God designed, is pretty awesome. Have an amazing day.